This podcast is brought to you by the Chunkis Cone, an all vegan company that was founded in Forest Park, Illinois in 2015. They focus on vegan foods to satisfy the palates of vegans and non vegans alike. Make sure to check their website at www.thechunkiscones.com. Also, feel free to place an order by sending them an email to thechunkiscones at gmail.com. And don't forget to always live la vida chunky. Hello, dear uh, everyone. <laughs> uh, wow, I've been wanting to do a podcast since like two weeks ago, but it was super crazy busy for me. Uh, I had an event with my company and uh, we worked really hard, so I wasn't in the I wasn't in the mood. And I was busy too, so I had no time to speak. Uh, but I hope everyone's doing well. <clears throat> uh, like I said, I've been incredibly busy. Uh, having a life. <laughs> I, uh, sometimes I, I, I think like when people like, well, I don't know. I think I've, I've seen people complain that they're bored. You know, like, oh, I'm bored, you know. And in my head, I always say, like, don't you have a life or something to do, you know? <laughs> a life to live. <laughs> Things to do. Chores to take care of, you know. And I don't know. It's, it's just like, it's very hard for me to find free time, you know. And when I happen to have free time... I don't know what to do because I'm always like on the run. So I'm always like doing something. So when I actually have nothing to do, I, I freak out because I'm so used to always doing something that when you don't have anything to do, it, it messes up with your organism or I don't know how to call it, but it messes you up. That's what I have encountered. Another reason why I haven't been able to do the podcast is because I've been uh, I've been crabby lately. <laughs> so, I don't want to sound like uh, I don't want to get on the podcast and start like like get all angry, you know? Like I don't know how many of you are familiar with uh, Rush Limbaugh, you know, I was a radio host, and but you know, like one thing that I I notice in these people. They have shows, and they're like, they have a, a radio talk show. It's that they're always angry, you know? They're angry about things, and they're just like bent on their show in an angry way. So I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be an angry person, you know, <laughs> doing a podcast. I want this to be... Uh, you know, light, you know, not not too heavy, like overload of information. There are times when you just want to, like, just have a conversation with yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many of you have conversations with yourself. <laughs> they probably think I'm crazy because I have conversations with myself. 
But yeah, I guess I do. And if that makes me crazy, well, I guess I'm crazy. Um, but yeah, so I've been I've been crabby, so I, I didn't want to do the uh, the podcast. And right now, I just ate. Uh, I was drinking a, a Coke. I know. They, they don't pay for this. But uh, I don't know. It must put something in there that's addictive or something. <laughs> um, that messes you up that you crave it sometimes. Well, the sugar, you know, the caffeine for sure. But anyway, I just ate uh, half a sandwich. Vegan, by the way. Uh with a delicious uh, chive mayo vegan too uh, so good and so that's probably why I'm happy now <laughs> so uh, uh, it all it all it all like comes down to food and happiness yeah that's what it comes down to I have this story well I have two stories actually I'm gonna have to cut it uh, tell one and then cut it because then I get distracted a lot, you know. So, but anyway, uh, I'm going to cut it here and uh, let's start with my story. So, uh, this is the story of a man and his sandwich. <laughs> it's because I ate one. That's why uh, it reminded me of uh, Mr. Uh, Everett. Uh, he was a customer of mine. You know, I, if you don't, if you, if you just listen to this podcast right now, well, I am a, I deliver stuff to people, so I know people because um, <clears throat> I see them almost every day, and. In other occasions, uh, many of the people I've known, they, they've passed, you know, they've, they have died. <clears throat> of old age, or I don't know. Most of the people I deliver to are old, because they get prescriptions, so. Well, this is back in the day. I can't remember the year. I would say probably like 10 years ago, something like that. Uh, there was this old man who I would deliver to from time to time. And one thing that I liked about this man's uh, house, well, I went, I go to people's houses, but I, I would go to his house, and one thing I liked about it is that to, to go to his house, you would have to like go all the way like down like a corridor uh, full of trees on both sides. So, like, if you were driving on the street and you saw that way, you, you wouldn't even, like, see the house because the house was all the way at the end of the corridor. And then it, it made, it would make a turnaround where you could, like, park. But I love this man's house. Like, it seemed like, like, uh, terracotta, I think it's called, the floor, you know, like, uh... Yeah, but it was just the, the the work on the house. Like it seemed like it was an old house. Uh, I think it was a brick. Um, 
Brick with masonry. I remember the the gutters. They were all like copper, cause you know copper gets uh, it gets green when when it rains or when it gets uh, water. So the house like seemed like an old style kind of house. It had a coach house. I can imagine maybe back in the day, I don't know, maybe in the 50s, 40s, they probably even had horses, uh, like, a, like a fancy, but also like with style kind of house. And I don't know, in the area where I work, you know, most of the people, they're well off. They, they, uh, um, they're, they're wealthy, so... This man's house was very, very nice. Uh, and I liked it a lot. I did. Uh, but that's the, that's just like a reference of the man. And it goes along with the story. Um, so I, this one day, you know, they sent me to his house. The problem with uh, the delivery, back in the day, you know, there was no... Um, there was, you know, nowadays they pay everything online, you know, it's way easier to make payments for, like, let's say you want a prescription or something, and then you just call the place, you give them your credit card info, whatever, and they charge it, right? It's easy. But, like, 10 years ago, it wasn't that common, especially with older people. Uh, they they just, they're very old style, you know, old school. So they sent me to his house with a thing called COD. Which is uh, it's just it just means charge on delivery. So they send you a bill, and then when the driver gets there, in this case me, they uh, you're supposed to charge the person, right? And <clears throat> many of the times, what they would do is that they would call the customer right before before I even left the store. Oh, you know what, Mister Everett, you owe forty five dollars and sixty cents. So by the time I get there, you know, he has a check ready. Because back in the day, he would pay me with checks. Um, and I would just bring the check back to the store and they would process it and, you know, get their money. Uh, so that was one, uh, that, that was a case, you know, with this uh, order. And so I get to his house. I knock on the door. It's big, big, big wooden, beautiful door. Like big door, you know, like, uh, like all that. Like I don't, I don't know how to like maybe explain how beautiful his house was, but it was very beautiful. That's all I can tell you. But they had a beautiful wooden door, you know, like old, old door, wood, all wood, with these like iron uh, rings that you could use to knock, right? Big and. Um, So I get to the man's house and uh, the the caregiver comes out and she opens the door and I say, hey, you know, I got a delivery, uh, I'm picking up uh, a check. And and then she's like, check? And I was like, there's there's no check. Like, I no, nobody told us. So she rolls her eyes and then goes back. She's, she's like, okay, wait, wait for me here a moment. So I'm waiting outside, <clears throat> outside of, of their house, and uh, the lady wants to talk to uh, the man, right? 
uh, it's Mr. Everett. That was that's what I remember. You know, I can't give like personal details. So, but uh, she goes to talk to him, and she takes like five minutes, maybe a little more, to a point where I, you know, I'm getting like uh, like uh, desperate because well, I got I have more deliveries. You know, it's not like I have only that one, and she's taking her sweet time. Uh, but then she comes. And then she tells me, you know what, can you come in because he doesn't have the check ready. I'm sorry, he doesn't have the check ready and he needs to to make one for you. I'm like, okay. So I, I walk into the house, again, you know, beautiful house, uh, stone uh, stone floor, you know, very polished, oh, beautiful, beautiful house. And I go to the uh, like the studio where he was, a uh, beautiful library, you know, all books, all paintings, and uh, he's there, you know, old person, old guy. I don't know how old, maybe I would say between eighty and ninety, you know, but he's he's old, and <laughs> and he uh, he's having lunch. <laughs> He's having lunch, and in front of him, there's a small plate, and in the small plate, there's a a sandwich, <laughs> a sandwich that that he was eating, and so the reason why he would take so long to sign the check is because he was eating his sandwich. <laughs> But he was so old that he he would take forever to like grab the sandwich, you know. And and there I am, you know, looking at him, and the bottom like on his legs. No, I'm sorry. He has the sandwich in front of him, and then the lady, the caregiver, brings this big ass book, like a booklet. Uh, with tons of pages of checks that I guess he uses he used to uh, sign a lot of checks to people and I don't know and he's supposed to make me one right and so the lady is trying to give him the book and uh, but the man instead of like gra- taking the book he, he reaches for the sandwich you know so uh, he pushes the, the, the book away with his hands and instead he grabs a sandwich and and then he takes a bite you know and I don't know you know <laughs> to me at that time it seemed like a cartoon you know like here I am picking up a check for uh, medicine that they order for him and the man is not he's more preoccupied you know about his next meal than that that the fact that I'm there not that I'm important but I was waiting for him to run me a check for the company you know so he could pay for his stuff but anyway having lunch as a sandwich made me uh, <laughs> it made me uh, think about him and how you know, it all comes down to uh uh, food and then happiness.
so this uh, second story I'm gonna tell well before I even start the story uh, it's it's related to childhood um, but lately uh, and this is probably like similar to the story I'm gonna tell it's a really short story but um, like I've been I've always been uh, I've been attracted or intrigued by mystery and and like stuff that we don't necessarily understand um and the reason I mention this is because I'm watching this series on uh, Netflix uh, called uh, Dark Mirror. And also, I was watching a movie yesterday where a robot is raising a human kid. And I don't know, it's just dystopian to me you know like surreal to some degree and to imagine that at some point you know we are in 2019 50 years from now a hundred I will probably won't see it but we might have to function and interact with robots you know like they were like humans and I don't know it's just and then I've seen these YouTube videos uh, from this company I forgot the name of it but they they do a lot of robotics and I know they are uh, funded by the military I think I'm not quite sure on that it's either them or NASA one of the other two or both so they make these robots and I, I there was this one video that you know I mean robots are just machines right they're not supposed to feel but that on this video and you can probably look it up you know it's on YouTube like man kicking robot something like that and so I, there's in the video there's this guy that is continuously kicks a, a robot that kind of like looks like a dog but it's not really a dog and the dog keeps or the robot keeps trying to get up and as he tries to get up the human keeps kicking it you know so he keeps falling and there's just something about my human my humanity that makes me feel bad and angry at the man you know like in my head i ask you know why are you kicking that poor robot you know why is it what what is it doing to you i it's just crazy like how as humans we empathize and relate to things and that's one of the things that made me vegan you know it probably has nothing to do with the subject but 
the reason why I'm vegan, one of the reasons why I am vegan is because I feel the the pain and the emotions of the animals, you know. Uh, as I have said in other uh, the podcasts, I think it was number one, Shih Tzu Rastafari, you know, I have three dogs, you know, and I see them every day, I walk them every day, I feed them every day, I change their water, you know, and and they all three have different personalities, just like humans, you know. Uh, for instance, Benny is uh, more relaxed, you know, he likes to cuddle, he likes to uh, sleep, eat, <laughs> more like an old person, I guess, <laughs> he's 10 years old. Uh, Francis, the the youngest one, he's he's about two years old, but he's so mischievous, you know. If you see his face, he's like so sweet, but at the same time, so mischievous. He he, all he wants to do is play, play, eat, and go out, go out to the street, go for a walk, run. He's so full of energy, but it also. He transmits so much happiness too. Um, and Apollo, uh, my eldest one, well, not the eldest of all the of, the, of all the three, but the eldest with me. Uh, Benny, I found him like a year ago, something like that. The one that's ten years old. But Apollo, he's been with me the longest. I, he's been with me since 2011. So, what, eight years now? And he is playful, but he's rough. He plays really, really rough. And it's probably my fault, because I, I, I used to play rough with him, um, with toys. Uh, but he's also extremely loyal and smart, you know? Like, I, I don't want to say this, but I would say that he's the smartest of all three. And not because, you know, I'm measuring their intelligence, but just based on the fact that maybe he's been with me the longest. So me and him, we have a special bond or connection. And now I feel like Avatar. (laughs) Like, I used to have long hair. And I would have a... I would... uh, I used to have a braid that went almost all the way to my waist. I remember on the, on, the, on the movie Avatar, uh, there the uh, I forgot their names. The how weird names. Um, they have a braid too, just like the one I used to have. But at the bottom of the braid, you know, you haven't seen Avatar. I don't know where you've been, living under under a rock, or. <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere that in the middle of nowhere <laughs> but uh, there's this movie directed by um, what's his name uh, I was going to say Peter Jackson but no that's that's the Lord of the Rings guy um, David David Cameron uh, the guy that directed Titanic uh, but he directed and created Avatar as far as I'm concerned so, in the Avatar movie, there's these guys, blue people, like the Smurfs, 
they have these braids and with their braids they connect to animals like they link their uh, I don't know I guess their bodies together and so they feel what the other one feels so I have that connection with Apollo he's like my avatar <laughs> uh, but he's he's so loyal you know uh, he's always like ready to defend me uh, against people not like I'm in a war zone or anything like that but but like let's say I'm walking with someone with the, with with uh, them mainly Apollo and Francis and some stranger walks behind me while well, Apollo immediately runs back and tries to bite them <laughs> not that that's good but you know you never know what if it's like a uh, a robbery or something you know it's definitely something that will scare or at least make people think twice you know to approach you uh, if they want to like do harm you know so so yeah one of the reasons why I'm, I, I'm, I'm vegan you know I, I, I do feel their pain and uh, I see when they're sad when they're hot when they're thirsty and so it's hard for me to think of cows, you know, cows, pigs, chickens, um, sheep, all these other animals, you know, and the conditions in which they have them, how they're treated, you know, I understand everyone, you know, has their own way of eating, but just the way animals are treated in this places where they kill them and they they raise them it's horrible you know like i don't think anybody if anybody has seen the movie you know a, 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 a documentary i don't want to make this podcast about veganism because there will be one on veganism uh but just really quick uh if you haven't seen the documentary called earthlings earth like planet earth lings L-I-N-G-S Earth Links uh, It's a documentary uh, Narrated by Joaquin Phoenix Man, I, I saw the documentary that's, that's the documentary that made me vegan So if you haven't seen it, you have to see it If you If you at least trying to find a nice way to put it that doesn't sound like like I'm an asshole <laughs> no uh, if you eat animals I think the least you deserve is to know how how or where does that meat come from I think <clears throat> that's just my opinion uh, but if you haven't seen how animals are raised treated Processed, yes, processed like their products, which is sad. Go watch Airlinks again. I'm gonna spell it so it's clear E A R T as in Tom H L I N as in Nancy G S Airlinks.com. You can watch the documentary, the full documentary there. Last time I checked, it was free. Uh, but I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Nowadays, it's everywhere. 
go to your local library, library, uh, Airlings. It's a documentary, and it opened my eyes, and it might open yours too. Who knows? But anyway, having said that, um, yeah. So I, I love animals, and um, I, it breaks my heart when people mistreat them. You know, especially in a in such a violent uh, way. Um, but um, yeah, my story. So it's really short, really. Uh, it's about so when I was a kid, my mom gave me this book. It was a, it was a tiny book, short. It was a it was a a book about short stories uh, from the uh, indigenous uh, world, specifically from Mexico. Because that's where I'm from, uh, originally. Although I consider myself a Chicagoan too, hundred uh, percent. But in the book, you know, it, it would tell. I don't. I don't really know why she gave me this book. You know, I was so little. Well, not that I was a baby, but I was like what, like nine, maybe eight. And in this book, it was uh, like legends or myths. Man, but this story literally, really, really stuck in my head. And I've had it ever since in my head. I, I can't get it out. So in the book, there was this this witch. It was a, a witch. And she was... It's been so long, really, that I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I'm going to mess up the story. So I'm just going to say what I remember about the story. Maybe somebody that really listens to this podcast will um, know what I'm talking about, hopefully. If not, well, um, I'm sure there's a book out there with the story. It's a, it's a legend, uh, a myth, uh, indigenous or... I don't know, it was like a, like a compilation of stories of the indigenous world of Mexico and their like stories or legends. So there was this legend of a woman that I think I think she had issues with her husband or something like that. And uh, but she was a witch. And so like the man and the woman, they were married. They were a couple. Uh, but the woman, she was a witch. Uh, and I don't remember what she did exactly, but she did something. Or she was doing something bad. And so the guy was worried. And so he went to see uh, a curandera, you know, which is like a, a, a shaman of sorts. And the shaman told him that he was with a witch and that in order to get rid of her he would have to behead her cut her head off and then put salt in the uh, in the in the head so the head wouldn't reattach to the body of oh, crazy I don't know I don't know why my mom gave me this book but imagine, I was like eight reading this book. It's horrible. It's like a horror story. And so 
so uh, the guy does that he he kills the wife well apparently kills the wife cuts her head off and then puts salt on the head and the body too like the neck where the head was attached and that's I, that's that's as far as I remember uh, but I think that the creepy part is that I think the head would keep looking for I'm sorry the body would keep looking for the head so the reason why the shaman told the guy to put salt is that she, so it wouldn't reattach and it wouldn't do harm anymore to anybody uh, so but I think the head and the body would always like uh, look for each other uh, but they wouldn't be able to reattach because of the salt I can't remember what uh, was the name of the legend. I mean, I was so, so little. Uh, but yeah, that was my my second story. And uh, with this story, I conclude this uh, episode, uh, which I talk about about a lot of stuff. Uh, again, if you have any comments, concerns, uh, petitions. Um, gossips, <laughs> uh, anything to say, good or bad, criticisms. You can send me an email at Narvaez, which is my last name, N as in Nancy, A R V as in Victor, A E as in elephant, Z as in zebra, home. H-O-M-E at gmail.com I'm looking forward to reading any concerns criticisms Uh, in the meantime well have a good day and I'll talk to myself later